The Classical Association presents Epic, Modern Writers, Ancient Stories, an audiobook of short stories written by entrants in the 2022 CA competition, who were inspired by Stephen Fry's trilogy, Mythos, Heroes and Troy. We're releasing one story a day for the next six weeks, so make sure you subscribe and follow the Classics Podcast and follow us on Instagram at the Classical Pod so you don't miss out on a single story in our audiobook. Relax, enjoy, and lose yourself in the world of ancient mythology. Her Retaliation by Maya Pishkin, read by Ian Goh. Her tattered sandals flicked the sand onto the back of her leg irritatingly, and dehydration tickled at her throat. It is strange how the most unexpected thoughts nudge their way into your mind when you're delusional. Things that happened years ago, lifetimes ago. Things that happened to another person. She still remembered him, the way even the sun seemed to worship his golden hair, his eyes of the richest. No, I will not think of him, not now, not ever. The remaining black shreds of her heart were leaking their echoes into her body, and she was tired of it, so, so tired. But strangely enough, when she rolled off the makeshift mattress she had crafted over the years, it was not remorse or loss or even pain that rushed to Ariadne's heart in a swelling wave of emotion as she thought yet again of Theseus. But it was anger, dark as a night, and merciless as fire. And this newly found anger brought her a new gift, a purpose, a reason to keep going every day, revenge. Revenge on the man who had broken her in the most important and irrevocable ways. She smiled a cruel smile, one of her cruelest, and prepared to board the ship that awaited her, the one that would bring her to Athens, to Theseus to revenge. Full lips parted as a heart-melting smile overcame his features. The dying light caressed his jawline and his flawless skin glowed, even in the gloomy half-light of the dungeons. You could come with me, you know. Something of my confusion must have shown on my face because he breathed a quick chuckle. To Athens, meet on the beach before the sun has fully risen and we'll flee together I'll take you to my palace across the seas. We'll wed before the sun has set. My breath hitched. I've not disobeyed my father since, but no, it won't be like then. It will be good. I'll have a new home, a fresh start. And best of all, I'll have Theseus by my side, protecting me. I dared a glance under my brows at the boy, at the man sitting beside me, only to find him staring back already. My heart raced. Okay, I'll come with you, I thought carefully, before fumbling in my gown. My slender fingers soon found what they were seeking, and I pulled out a ball of blood-red wool, stolen from the palace weavers, and I handed it to him. My fingers brushed over his calloused ones for a second, before, in a flash of red, he had the prize safely cradled in his tunic. Tie it to the stone outside the maze entrance and trail it behind you wherever you walk. Do not let it go. 
follow it back once you've finished and I will be waiting for you. He opened his mouth to speak, but was cut off by a scream. I sat up. I knew that voice. I jolted awake and scrambled up the bed beside me, whimpering between short breaths. Fumbling with the sheets, I reached for the hard warmth of a male body beside me. I recoiled. Of course, Theseus was gone. It was a dream. Eventually, after watching the shadows dance along the walls, as I attempted to reel myself back in, I dragged myself out of the cabin and ventured to the top deck. It had been a while since I'd been on a ship, and I had forgotten how fulfilling it was and calming. It was strangely comforting, having all of humanity spread out before you, feeling like a tiny candle in the dark cosmos of our world, unnoticed, unjudged. My eyes flicked to the wooden panels of the deck, and I watched how the sun played on the sea-sprayed boards. I tilted my head up to the breeze. The wind was filling the sails with her salty breath. Good. The journey to Athens should be quick. I heard shuffling footsteps behind me and whirled when a head of sandy hair caught my eye. But when I spied an old man hobbling towards me instead of him, I let out a breath I hadn't even noticed I was holding. Who are you? The old man's voice reminded me of coarse parchment rubbing together. I swallowed. Achilles. The wise blue eyes of the man twinkled as if he knew I was lying. It was slightly unnerving. Achilles. He drew out the syllables, testing them. What a lovely name. I held my chin high. Who are you? Yanis. His tone left me no reason to argue. So I shrugged and turned back to the view, placing my hands on the wooden barrier. A few seconds later, and a pair of gnarled fingers appeared beside mine. What brings you to Athens? Visiting a cousin. Again, I beheld that secret glimmer in the old man's eyes. Ah, Yanis turned his face to the wind. What about you? Trade. Have you been to Athens before? No. A shame. It's a beautiful place. A bitter taste filled my mouth. A week later, Yanis and I were playing a friendly round of dice, though it turned out the old man was a fiercely competitive gamer when he prompted the subject of Athens and my so-called cousins. Why are you really going to Athens? It was so sudden that it took a while for me to process his question. I opened my mouth that was cut off and don't lie to me. And maybe it was the wine or maybe it was my own stupidity, but I did not hesitate to say revenge. Whatever the old man was expecting, it certainly was not this, but to his credit, he did not blanch. He merely said, oh, a few moments passed. Why? I sensed he knew I could not tell him who. I took a breath. They abandoned me at a difficult time. Is it really that bad? I understand it must have hurt you, but can't you move past that? Can't you be the better person? He didn't understand. Rage boiled up inside of me faster than I anticipated. Is it really that bad? I said venomously, pushing away any guilt I felt for my tone. 
I let him get close. I opened up to him. I gave him every part of me, thinking he would accept them and never let go. And then he walked away. My face burned, though I hoped the darkness disguised it as I rushed out, feeling like a scorned child. But as I lay in bed that night, I refused to think of the things that I didn't say, the things I had not admitted for a long time, even to myself. So when memories started drowning me, I did not fight it, not anymore. Someone was screaming. Was it me? Did it matter? Down here, no one could hear me anyway. I winced as he approached, slowly savoring my pain. The iron-tipped whip was dripping blood. Drip, drip, drip. It splattered on the clay floor. I watched it fall. My body started shaking. However much I hated it, however much I despised myself for it, I could not quench the rising fear. Black, blood-splattered boots stopped in front of me. Minos, my father, the man who was supposed to protect me. And behind him, Theseus. His face was pale and his eyes wide, but still he did not move. I mouthed his name. He was still wreathed in shadows. And Minos, how I hated his name, had his back to him. Theseus palmed his fighting knife. I had seen him in combat before, and there was no doubt he would win if it came to a fight. He advanced. He stopped. He mouthed something. Sorry? Then he was gone. I let the flickering light inside die and welcomed pain like an old friend. We docked at the port of Piraeus the next day, and everything felt hazy, contorted. I watched my hand pass a small purse into Yanis's hand. I thanked him for the safe passage and wished him all the best with a heavy heart. I could have sworn I saw tears in his eyes. He swore we would meet again. I nodded. It was then that I saw Theseus, golden-haired and grim, beside, beside my father. The cool hilt of my hunting knife slid into the palm of my hand. The killing calm swept over my features, sharpening my senses to a lethal edge until I was no one and nothing but cold fire and wrath. Theseus could be forgiven eventually, but my father could never be. Now I was in front of Minos, not behind, so he could see his killer. I watched his eyes widen, but I did not give him the honour of retaliation. He had abandoned any sense of humanity long ago. My knife slid along his throat easily, and I smiled as his still cooling blood covered my palms. <laughs>